Hi there, welcome to series 5 and episode 3. In this series we are looking at the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. What I want to do in this series is to look at some of those um, Bible verses and stories and narratives that maybe we, didn't, we wouldn't always go to when we're looking at the Holy Spirit. But these are important, these are vital, these will teach us so much. You see, there's so much that I want to share and so much that God's laid on my heart in recent months that I really want to share just what God's laid on my heart and hopefully he lays on yours. As we read Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, I don't know about you, but in a sense I feel envious. I, I long to see those things happen in our churches and in our lives today. But in truth... There's no need to feel envious. You see, this is just the prototype. This is just the start. This is just the example of what God wants to do in our lives and our churches today. It's nothing to be envious of. Because God's intention is for his church to move well beyond Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4. Just imagine that. It's not something to look back in envy towards. It's something to look forward to and beyond. When Jesus spoke of the living waters in John chapter 7, he spoke of living waters flowing up from inside us. God plans to plant within us a rushing stream of life and vitality and cleansing and refreshment to flow through you even today. A divine flood is waiting for you and your church. A divine flood that will burst the banks of our lives and our ways of doing things. If we take the step and if we get ready, are open to God's word and are really just passionate about seeing God do something wonderful. When we think about the Holy Spirit and the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the gifts, etc., etc., one of the books we always would go to is Corinthians. And today, I just want to focus on 1 Corinthians and chapter 1. You see, the church at Corinth was set in a huge city right in the middle of Greece. It was a real mixing pot of cultures and beliefs. They were prosperous. And they'd earned a reputation for loose living. The whole city, the whole culture was characterised by sexuality and consumption and rivalry and competition that was the hallmark of that city and as the church was in Corinth as it was birthed there it seems that quite a few of the people at that church in Corinth still struggled with the culture that they'd been brought up in and were surrounded by it was a great church and yet it had its problems when Paul wrote in Corinthians he spoke of their carnality their fleshliness Sexual issues, rivalry, consumption, immaturity. And yet at the same time, this church displayed so many gifts, so much spiritual power. They got so much wrong, but they got so much right as well. It's a false thing that some folks say. Some folk point to the gifts and the work of the Holy Spirit and yet the immaturity of the church in Corinth and say, well, that's what one leads to the other. They can't be very good Christians, can they? They might have had all these gifts, 
Look how carnal they were. That's a really unfair criticism. These folk were growing. They were maturing. They were struggling with putting their faith into practice. And the fact that the Holy Spirit was ministering to them and through them means that God was at work at dealing with those issues within them. The church in Corinth exploded with gifts. Oh, would it be just so wonderful if we, like them, just exploded with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at 1 Corinthians in chapter 1 and verse 4. Paul says, I cannot stop thanking God for all the generous gifts he has given to you, now that you belong to Christ Jesus. He has enriched your church with the gifts of eloquence and every kind of wisdom. This shows that what I told you about Christ is true. Now, you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly await his return. He will keep you strong right up to the end and he will keep you free from all blame on the great day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will surely do this. Wonderful words from Paul to a church that was struggling. As we look at those verses, Paul has essentially said this. He thanks God for that church, for the generous gifts that God has given and displayed through them. God's enriched the church with every gift of eloquence and every kind of knowledge. God has given them spiritual gifts and continues to give them. And he will keep them strong and blameless until that great day. As we look at this passage, there are just a few words that I really just want to focus on. The first one is in verse 4. Paul uses the word grace. That's where it begins. That's where it ends. It's all about grace. These gifts, this work of God, this power of God isn't about what you earn, what you know, what you accomplish. These are gifts from God out of his love and out of his favour. God gives us gifts according to his grace, not our works. Grace evidences the outwardly, the inward work of God. God wants to empower and en enable you and to help you endure and keep strong as a Christian. That's the first fact about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We don't earn it. We don't accomplish it. It's not a reward for being a goody-goody. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given out of God's love and his favour upon you. You just have to receive it. And then in verse 5, Paul says, God has enriched the church. The word enriched is a really interesting word. The word actually means to have vast wealth, to have Wealth beyond counting. You've got so much you can't even handle how much you've got. It means to be loaded completely full. And that's what God's given. God has given the church, you, so many gifts, so much blessing, so much power. It's incalculable. You're loaded, spiritually speaking. And then in verse 6, there's another interesting word. It says these gifts are given to confirm you. 
The word confirm means to make firm or concrete, to guarantee, to mean authentic. The ministry, the display, the outward working of the Spirit's power and the gifts of the Spirit are an outward working of what God's doing within you. It shows that you're authentic. It shows that your Christian faith is authentic. It shows that your testimony is authentic. It shows that God is amongst you. Let's just stop there. God wills it that his church is empowered and gifted and enabled out of his good grace, not out of our grace, not out of our accomplishments, but out of his favour and grace, so that we will be strong, so that we will be authentic, so that we would display to ourselves and to everyone around that Jesus is among us. And that's the testimony that Paul continues to speak of here. You lack no gift, he says. And that's not just to the church there in Corinth. That's the church here at Oakham and wherever you are. God has given his church every gift we need. We lack no gifts. We've just got to put them into action. In verse 7, he underlines this. In some of the older versions, it says that you're backward in no gift. In other versions, verse 7 says it slightly differently. It says this in verse 7 in the Living Bible. Now you have every spiritual gift you need. What, it, what Paul is saying is this. You lack nothing. You lack no gift. You lack no power. You lack no presence. You are not falling short. You lack nothing. Let's open our eyes, brothers and sisters. We are gifted by God. We're enabled by God. We're empowered by God. We've got the presence of Jesus. We've got the presence of the Holy Spirit. We live in the, the favour of the Father. We are confirmed as authentic that Jesus is amongst us. And he's working through us. Let's get into this. Let's move into this. And then in verses 8 and 9, Paul continues. He has kept you strong right up to the end, and he will keep you free from blame until that great day when Jesus returns. God will surely do this for you, for he always does just what he says. And he is the one who invited you into his wonderful friendship with the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It's all about Jesus. It's what Jesus is doing amongst us. He, he will present us blameless. He will keep us to the end. He will strengthen and endure us because we're in partnership with him. There's much more that I could say, but we've gone well over the 10 minutes that I would normally allow for these podcasts. And so let me just finish with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 down to 8 are, well, those are verses that often we just skip over. We don't dwell on them, but today we've dwelt on them. And we found this out. God favours you. His manifest presence through the power and the gifts of the Spirit are important to you and to the, the church. They demonstrate, remind witness, testify, proclaim that God surely is amongst us and that aim is to make you blameless 
and strong and continuing until the end. May God bless you as we continue these studies. Amen.